0: Welcome to Backboard Banter on the Board with your hosts, Matt Middleton and Kevin Rayner. Where the banter's as ferocious as Arbor Jackeye jumping Ryan Reeves, man. Um, Ryan Reeves might be the scariest guy in the NHL until last night. Because, <laughs> man, Arbor eye is a monster and he ain't scared of nobody.
1: No, looking out yeah. for his teammates too, you know. You throw some hits, Reeves, you, you're going to take it. And, like, kind of hilarious how he just, like, pfft, over the back of the net. Like, I, I enjoyed watching that
0: man like it was like more of like a like a rough and tumble like tussle as opposed to like an actual fight um but you know these teams meet quite a few times this year and arbor will probably get another shot at him and that's the fight that we need man like those are probably the two biggest heavyweights in the nhl and ryan reeves found out like arbor jack eye is strong (laughs) (laughs) yeah wow what a great game man even though they lost i'm still okay with
1: it i was gonna say sad (laughs) sad result but you know what for the for the kids to step up and play as well as they did against this you know another year it's our it's our league time you know toronto leaf so it's good to see for sure
0: hey man bottom five team against the top three team and they they go to a shootout and alex Newhook, the new kid scores two slavkovsky gets a point doc looks like a an elite center that line I've never had a that good of a line as under 23-year-olds with that much talent. Like, it's it's kind of wild for me. Um, I'm just excited, man. Between uh, Newhook, Doc, and, and Cole Caulfield, those are three, like, what seem could be elite players at 22 years old who are literally all born within, like, 20 days of each other.
1: Mm, They're all that's January
0: fun. birthdays. It's wild. All the same year, 2001s.
1: They got that cosmic connection right there. We love to see it. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped for you, man. I, I hope more. You know, they're in a rebuilding year. They're in it. well, they've been in a rebuilding for a situation for a while. So so seeing a little bit of success come out of it. Yeah, Hey, but still to see the success start to come out of it is very nice.
0: It's my it's my guy Martin Saint Louis, man. He's just he's an absolute genius.
1: My guy, Martin Saint Louis. <laughs> that that that's here. Okay, Matt. Uh, anything else hockey or shall we move into our takes?
0: nah man let's move into the takes because you know your boy was dead wrong about the minnesota vikings this year no super bowl looks like justin jefferson's gone blow it up can you kill the bullets? i'll take
1: that they gotta do something after what they've seen and on my side of things i don't know what what chet holmgren was hearing for me but for okc to win a game by one point for chet to beat out Wemby by just one point like the stars aligned three last minutes it's crazy right but hey it's i've been saying you know i believe in chet right now he's about to shock the world but what a great what a great game between the two of them what a great matchup that we got to see like two young guys as big as they are with the skill that they have to join what we already have in the nba right now with the amount of young talent like i'm pretty happy to see this especially since you know they're in the same conference we're gonna see them get to go back to back for a while it's
0: it's just kind of crazy cuz like they're almost like mirror images of each other mm-hmm. um with like the type of skills that they have and like obviously Wemby's such a like a hyped up prospect and like you can kind of see it on that that lefty layup you know like how does a 7 foot 5 guy do that i have no idea but man like it's going to be fun to watch these guys for the next you know 15 years hopefully they both can you know stay healthy their whole careers and and last a long time um because to have guys of, at their size who can shoot the three, who can, you know, put it, put it on the floor, like, just, just wild stuff. It was awesome.
1: And to add to that, have you seen Wemby's stretching routine? The guy can sit on the floor and lie down and touch his legs and can do the splits at how tall that he is? He's, well, he's a unicorn, I mean, man. It's crazy. He
0: has to stretch so much, man. Yeah. Like they work on his like toe dexterity because, you know, they're worried about, you know, every little bit of his body because the man is seven six,
1: seven five, like he's crazy. Yeah, yeah,
0: And he's got like no weight. But I mean it's fine. Totally cool. Um, I really think that like OKC really needs to go out and add like a big body center. Um, because I think they've got a really high ceiling, but yeah when you play a guy like Jokic, when you play a guy like mb like you need that big body and unfortunately like Chet's just not it like he's, he's too thin right now so go get dwight howard or something
1: you know? they'd love they'd love a, a young stephen adams to to suddenly reappear and tam but yeah no man i think you got it there you know we'll we'll talk about this when it comes to our preseason basketball conversation because yeah man it's around the corner we're excited there's a lot going on but Let's slow back a bit. Let's talk about the NFL. Let's let's see how you're feeling on the situation across the league right now.
0: Bro, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty good week last week. Um, the games that I picked, most of them were, like, decently close, except for the one that I thought was going to be the best game of the week, San Francisco versus Dallas, and Dallas just absolutely got destroyed. Um, Brock Purdy, man, I think is the absolute truth. Uh, I don't care that he was Mr. Irrelevant. The guy has played out of his mind since entering the league, um, since being given his shot, and like it it really reminds you of Tom Brady's career. Like Tom Brady was not an elite prospect. Neither was Brock Purdy. Right. Tom Brady was given the opportunity to succeed because of the team around him and proved that he could succeed with the team around him and developed into a guy that could pull the team. So no, I don't think... You know, Brock Purdy's, you know, pulling the team. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's not a Josh Allen. He's not a Lamar Jackson. You can't just give it to him and have him drag. Right. But he's proving to be very capable, which will allow him time to develop into that kind of a player. And, like, honestly, I could easily see them winning the Super Bowl this year. I don't know if he's a top five quarterback in the NFL but he's playing like one. So at the end of the day, like I've got to give him his props. If it was Patrick Mahomes doing this in in their offense, like it would be
1: a slam dunk. Right. What are we talking about at that point? You know, when you have the household name that people like to talk about versus, you know, a, a, a name brand in Brock Purdy that people, especially some media pundits have probably just tried to keep shoving down as Mr. Irrelevant. Like, you can only enjoy this as a true sports fan, as a true NFL fan to see us like a success story like this potentially come to fruition.
0: They've won all of their games by 30, basically they're beating teams up and they've got pro bowlers everywhere. It's just like, it's a great team man. it's, it's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's, I, they're probably going to roll the Browns. so, So they don't make my games of the week, especially because Deshaun Watson's not playing. Uh, but I think, you know, Baltimore after losing to to Pittsburgh last week, a lot of people are going to ding them for that. But to me, like it's a divisional game. Those things happen. They're so familiar with each other. Pittsburgh plays to an upper level when they play Baltimore, Baltimore should have a bounce back game against Tennessee, but I don't sleep on those Titans. Like most people, I think, you know, Mike Vrabel is a heck of a coach and that's going to be one heck of a game to watch. So, I mean, my money's probably on Baltimore, but it's going to be a battle for sure. You got to have fun with another, the betting
1: line sometimes. Right. You know, just play oh, a little. Absolutely. I
0: mean, not that I'm making any money this year. I'm um, <laughs> losing money, but it's OK. Um, another good one, man, that I'm, I'm pretty pumped up about is um, Detroit. Jared Goff versus uh, Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nobody expected Baker Mayfield to be even decent and he's got that team in first place in that in that division they're in a in a playoff spot right now um detroit's rolling i'm gonna be interested to see what he can do against a real team that's
1: that's what it takes right you love you love the success stories for a while and then it's like oh yeah right there's competition that exists we should prepare for that and then so yeah who knows we'll see what happens
0: Man, I think he's gonna play well. Like they I think he's gonna play well. They beat Minnesota, not that Minnesota has a great defense, but you know, Minnesota's a real team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Detroit but Detroit's rolling, so we'll see it. Um, I think the Cowboys versus the Chargers on Monday night is a huge game for the Cowboys. I mean, they lose that after being blown out by San Francisco, um, losing to Arizona, like it's gonna be shaky for them and, and Justin Herbert coming off a bye trying to prove that, you know, they're you know, for real, and Kellen Moore is, is the truth, and that 0-2 start was, was just an aberration. I'm pretty pumped up about that one. That defense versus Justin Herbert. Dak Prescott sucks, man. He's just not it. <laughs> just taking taking
1: haymakers from everyone right now is Dak. Probably deservingly so. Like, let's be honest.
0: Look, he wasn't worth the contract when they signed him. Mm-hmm. He is a very good quarterback. That's it. Like, he's like. When you get paid 40 plus million dollars, you have to be the quarterback. Yep. That's just my opinion and like these guys aren't some of them. Um speaking of a guy who like might be the quarterback but makes league minimum money, Joshua Dobbs, man, and the Arizona Cardinals have been really good. Like it's surprising how good they've been this year and I've got them playing the Rams in what should be a pretty banger game you got the Rams, who are supposed to be bad, but rolling. They're playing pretty well with Puka and, and Cooper Cup coming back. And now they're playing playing Arizona. Arizona just lost uh, Connor, their running back, James. But we'll, we'll see, man. I, I like me some Joshua Dobbs. And I think the best game of the week is going to be Cincinnati versus Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, Cincinnati won against Arizona last week. Um, everyone's saying, you know, Joe Burrows is back. that calf isn't going to hurt him we'll see that seattle defense is legit and geno smith can can put up some points so we'll see if cincinnati's back or if uh seattle can take them down a peg because it's going to be that's i think is going to be the game of the week
1: gonna be some bangers some fans are gonna you know see some success they're gonna see some failure it's a classic week in the nfl you know hopes and dreams get dashed and people get you know they pray they pray for a super bowl every year and you never know
0: I love the NFL because, like, week to week, you just don't know what's going to happen. And, like, the best team in the NFL can lose to the worst team in the NFL. It happens all the time. Um, yeah, but this is going to take me to my top ten. There's a little bit of a shakeup this week. Um, I wanted to, to keep Dallas in there, even though I dropped them. They're coming in at number ten. All right. Um, I know they got beat down. But, like, yeah, it's still early. There's still time. I do believe in that defense and I think that like Dak again is solid. They'll they'll be okay, but yeah. you just can't put them into that upper echelon as, you know, everybody did at the beginning of the year. Um, Baltimore. I love I know that they lost to Pittsburgh, but I love like what they were able to do. I like the fact that, you know, Lamar Jackson is is playing pretty well. Um, Mark Andrews, they're just their receivers can't catch a ball, man. Like zay flowers is the only guy out there yeah and that's why they're they're probably at nine and and not going to be pushing up any further seattle coming at number seven i think this team is legit man they've got a really young defense that flies around out there it kind of reminds you of the legion of boom um which is yeah it could be nice um then i got jacksonville um you know trevor lawrence the prince that was promised Playing two back-to-back weeks in Europe and and rolling the Bills, wow. I know it ended up as a twenty-five to twenty score, but like the the I think the Bills had like three points going into that fourth quarter, like it was not good for them. Damn! Got me my my Detroit Lions right there, Jared Goff and the boys. Um, they just rolling, man. I don't know they, what it, it is. is. Dan Quinn got that team, and then you got uh you know Buffalo Miami um you know right there that's why i kind of include them together five four four five whichever way you want to place it i've got buffalo just slightly below miami right now um to a man i was gonna
1: say can can he be stopped at this point the man is
0: a legend he's just turning the ball over a ton at this point which is like not great um and the other scary thing is like those concussions are still looming right like he's playing himself into a huge contract yeah can you give him a huge contract with that kind of history? I'm hoping the guy stays healthy all year, and then he can earn himself that big contract because the man deserves to get paid.
1: You think you think he could yeah. take that team all the way this year? You think they could find themselves in the Super Bowl, or would that be just too far?
0: Man, I you know I I think it's just a little bit too far. Um, I got you know Kansas City's ahead of them at number two. We skipped over Philadelphia, at number three. Um, I feel like they're, like, the quietest team at at 5-0. and They're just not playing perfect, but they're still beating teams, so good for them. And then, of course, you know, I raved and and gushed over them. San Francisco's coming in at number one, and I think there's a sizable gap, which is kind of scary. Wow. I think, like, uh, Kansas City would have a tough time with them, I think, if they met in the Super Bowl.
1: I mean, that's that's the type of thing that, you know, when you have a player like Mahomes, you at least feel like you could come over it. But at the end of the day, that's a that's a scary proposition for a team that, you know, wants to keep being on the top of the league.
0: Bro, his wide receivers got to catch passes. (laughs) Besides Travis Kelsey, not many of them do.
1: Uh, The rest of that team needs to find themselves some new girlfriends that might help out because Travis knows (laughs) what's up. But uh, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a good start to the season. Gotta love the NFL. Um, man, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, I'll give you just like a little bonus prediction. Denver's not beating Kansas City tonight. Sorry.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will see. We will see. We'll see if I can get this episode edited before that game actually happens. And then maybe it'll be an actual prediction rather than a, a future thought. But shall we roll into the Raptors? Shall we roll into the NBA? Because it happened. We got to see... The new direction on the court. Preseason basketball, you know, I'm a little sad because it was us beating up on the Kings. Probably one of my favorite teams in the Western Conference right now. But man, what a a great game from the Raptors. Lots of fun to see. Everybody got involved. And Gary Trent off the bench, our leading scorer. Like, mm, I love to see it.
0: Bro, like that offense, the movement... Um, the fact that it was against a, a Sacramento team that was really good last year um, I loved it Yeah, I mean I, do, I, I don't know what else to really say about it it's preseason um, but the way that we moved the ball around um, I just I think that that is how we're going to have to play and the fact that like we saw like very very few isolation, isolation possessions and I know like you know the Stars are only playing under 20 minutes and all that kind of stuff but it just feels like that's just not Darko style. He is moving the ball. Everybody's got to touch it before we shoot. Um, Everybody's, you know, moving around, switching places, trying to get open for one another, trying to play for one another. And I just think that's what is going to breed success for this team. And, oh, buddy, can, like, the season just start? Like, we only have, like, what, two more preseason games? Like, and they're so far apart, like... I guess Darko's really drilling in that system right now.
1: Yeah, Apparently, but, you know, it's nice. You know, anyone who's been a Raptors fan has been listening to the interviews. We've been paying attention to training camp. We've all just been, you know, gnawing, waiting, like jumping at the bits to see if all of this talk could actually, you know, result in anything. And 30 assists on 39 made shots? I don't know what to tell you, Matt, but that right there for me gets, like, I'm just excited. 75 total shots that were taken by a team, you know, it, it's preseason. <laughs> Again, it, it's preseason. We always have to keep saying that. But this is steps in the right path for us. You know, we averaged 25 assists in our championship season. We have been lower than that ever since in, in general. And we've always been, you know, in the lower echelon of the league when it comes to assists. And when I think about Project 6 9 and its success, we should be getting tons of assists left and right. Everybody should be working for themselves. And so, yeah, getting to see this talk actually portrayed on the court and portrayed well happy to see it Matt
0: it's like it's kind of interesting right like we don't have that traditional like run the point point guard I know Dennis Schroeder is like you know he's he's pretty good at it he can do it but he's not he's not gonna be the main focus we're not gonna just you know give him the ball and let him do everything bring it up the court every time and and set up all the plays and, like, it's it's really funny that we move away from that. Like, Fred VanVleet was that guy. He set up all of our plays, or Pascal set up all of our plays. But meanwhile, like, Pascal was really going iso ball. Um, but now it's just, like, guys are just moving it. And like you said, Vision 6-9 is guys are passing to one another. Guys are contributing, and everybody's moving around and, and positionless. And that's when the assists happen, you know, because mm-hmm. we're – you know, a Scotty is passing to an OG, or an OG is passing to a Pascal, or Jacob's passing to to Dennis. Like it's that's gonna be the best part about this season is that we don't have a traditional point guard, but that doesn't mean the assists aren't gonna be racked up. Like it's gonna be different places, different players, yep. and like that just it goes with their skill set, right? Like why get a bunch of versatile guys who can handle the ball and play make and score? if you're not going to utilize their versatility, if you're just going to pigeonhole them into roles, like that doesn't make sense. And this, this is the beautiful basketball game that we're waiting for.
1: Well, exactly. And like, to be honest, like rest in peace to the Kyle Lowry, Toronto Raptors, because you know, we lived and died with what he was able to do with us when we became that 50 plus win team X amount of years ago. Like, Can we put the championship pedigree to bed now? It's not about that anymore. We've got a new system. We've got a bunch of kids who are eager to be a part of it. I mean, OG sometimes looks a little distance, but also he's like the old man now, so maybe he's allowed to be like that, right? And, like, to see Siakam have eight points, take six shots, and just do a lot of other things on the court, like, everyone looks bought in. The team gets me excited. They're obviously listening to Darko and what he's got going on, and... Like, I just want more of it. You know, we got two more preseason games, Bulls and the Wizards, good opportunities to not have to face, you know, truly crushing opponents. And so we can let this system run out. I want to see somewhere around that 30 assist mark again. I'm okay with 27. I'm okay with 28. I'd love me some 35. That'd be insane. But like, we know that it's possible because a bunch of these players were missing threes that you look on the stat sheet, there's missed shots. And if we're getting 30 assists on 39 made shots, they make 10 more shots, we're probably getting six, maybe seven more assists on those with the way we're playing. So it it is a beautiful game and there's lots that we're going to get to talk about this year. It's not going to be the same old dribble of us going... Fred, can you not? Ah, we need the boys. Oh, ah, OG, come on, take take over. Like, Bro. we're going to get to hopefully see different basketball every night. And not only will that be good for the fans, but, like, if you're a team and you're having to, like, you know, game plan against an opposition that you never really know who is going to be the guy at that night. I mean, you know who's going to want to be the guys. But, like, this is, this is where Gary Trent could thrive off the bench. Like, there's so many ways that we'll get to take this this season
0: no absolutely man like i was gonna say to to piggyback onto that is that like game planning for a team where we're just gonna run with the hot hand yeah like that is gonna be difficult and a guy like gary trent is gonna is gonna succeed in this system because he's gonna be the hot hand sometimes and then when he's not he's gonna be pulled off you know he's gonna be you know A little bit of a smaller role, and that's fine. When Scotty's going off, Scotty's going to be the guy. When OG's going off, OG's going to be the guy. When Pascal's going off, like give it to Pascal. Like we're we love Pascal. He's our all NBA player. He's you know if he's going and the the rest of the team's going, that's our best chance at winning. But it's the rest of the team being to cohesive and going together, the connectivity, the you know playing as one unit and one brain. I think is just going to be beautiful and. Man, I'm just excited for the season to start. Cause like I I'm excited for Darko. I like what it what he's been saying. I like the fact that he, you know, doesn't doesn't have just this one mindset of we're gonna live and die by the star. Yeah. And that development is for everybody. You know, it's not just for Scotty or or Brady. It's it is for Pascal. It is for Jakob. It is for, you know, the older guys on this team. Um, you know, maybe unfortunately for Malachi as well, but we got to trade that guy, man. He is not good. Desmond Bain haunts me to this day.
1: <laughs> oh Jeez. man, absolutely. But yeah, so the last the last two things that I I really want to bring up, obviously I got to mention Grady. You know, quiet in this game, but that first bucket, the Hello? the the you know coming around the screen, pulling up and just looking crisp. Like, yo, know, we know what this kid's gonna provide, crisp. and Darko's gonna let him have that opportunity and. Last but not least, Scotty. Scotty, like some of those plays, some of the times where, you know, the movement of the ball was happening and then all of a sudden he realizes he has the lane and the ball is in the bucket like two seconds later, like he he looks he looks ready, he looks excited, and he looks big. Looks big out there. So we're we're gonna we're gonna see some things from Scotty this season. Is
0: it put on, like, apparently pounds, 20 pounds, like, apparently. Man, I not um... going to be a monster I I think this is a a huge bounce back season for him and he proves why everyone was so high on him on his rookie season you know everyone talked about how he has the potential to be a top five guy and like like we're going to talk about with the NBA uh, GM survey like it changes year to year so quickly and he's going to prove it this year man I just I have a really strong feeling about it so I'm pumped to see Scotty I like the the team where it's headed even without a point guard
1: we don't need it don't but but having schroeder to be able to have the little bits that he has plus the opportunity for siakam the opportunity for for og even as well right like there's we don't need it i'm with you we don't need it man but yeah let's talk about this he's
0: gonna get a lot more up,
1: oh yeah right like he's and gonna
0: get so much more
1: opportunity and, in this offense and for him to be in a contract year because that's what he is it makes it's kind of great that he's gonna have that opportunity because at the end of the day he can't really i don't think if, if everything goes the way we're expecting it to in terms of his opportunity, at the end of the season, he's going to get the money he deserves for the games that he plays and the way that he plays ball. And so, you know, it's it's an interesting year that we're going to see from him because he's going to go into free agency. For sure he is. Why wouldn't he? It, it, like, that's the way to do it in this day and age, honestly.
0: But like, at the end of the day, we have the the opportunity to offer him the most. So let's, let's offer him the most and let's keep that guy because... The most elite wing defender in the <laughs> NBA, and if he can break out this year, man, offensively, like we've been, you know, begging him to do for the past couple seasons. Yeah, I think like he's had limited opportunity to break out um, <laughs> with Nick Nurse. Kind of like I feel like Nick Nurse has almost stunted his growth. I'm um, I'm excited for this.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk. Let's talk about this GM survey. Let's talk about you know the next steps because when it comes to the number one team in the league right now. Apparently, Drew Holiday is the answer. And the Boston Celtics, the new look Boston Celtics, which, you know, rightly so are a top two team in the East, are sitting there tied with Denver, the highest percentage. What's your feelings on that, Matt?
0: My feelings are that they also ranked Boston as potentially the best team defensively in the NBA. And I don't know what NBA GMs have been watching, but they got rid of you know, time Lord, they got rid of Marcus smart. The Ime Udoka isn't coming through that door anymore. And Joe Mazzula is an offensive guy. Like they're not going to be the defensive team that people think that they are, at least in my opinion. Um, I think they're going to be a great team. I don't think that they should be ahead of Milwaukee and I don't think they should be ahead of Denver. I think the split should have been Denver, Milwaukee, because that's the most likely finals matchup to me, Boston coming in there. The Clippers shouldn't be on this list. <laughs> LA Lakers or Golden State Warriors or, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers have a better shot at winning the NBA championship than the Clippers do, in my opinion. <laughs> uh,
1: look, if you, if you go and you read my recent article, I, I joke about how, you know, Joe Ballmer really needs this for his new arena that he's about to open. And, you know, uh, uh, yes, yeah, whatever, don't care about this guy. He's He's unimportant in my life. Uh, but like you see
0: that the microsoft owes the irs 28.4 billion dollars in back taxes from when he was a part of microsoft the man apparently knows how to skirt the rules apparently
1: (laughs) apparently but yeah like at this point the clippers need this the clippers need a title to make it all make sense for it all to come together and it's it's not it's not gonna happen But this is Paul George and Kawhi. They are great players. But as I've said, it takes more than two guys in this current NBA. And two guys that are the exact same in very similarities of what they do is not proving to be the archetype anymore. How many times has Boston fallen flat at the finish line with that type of architect? When you look at what Denver has, when you look at what, you know, a player like Wemby could provide for a team, right? Shea and Chet, polar opposites in the way that they could, like, what are we talking Jonathan
0: about here? And, and uh, Dave, and and, what like, are we talking about here? Yeah. and Like both have injury history. And like, you talk to, like, you see that Kawhi Leonard, like presser. Like, he's like, he didn't even know about the, the injury rules. And then he was like, I'm still going to sit out games. Like, I don't get, like, I don't he care. He doesn't like, care. Like, which is like, yeah. that's the issue, Kawhi. That's why you guys don't win. Cause you don't care. You are the best player on the team, and you are supposed to be the leader. Now, it works if you don't care, and you have a Tim Duncan and a and a Tony Parker or a Kyle Lowry, who is that heart and soul. Yep. But when you're the heart and soul, quote unquote, and you don't care, guess what? You guys aren't doing anything. First round playoff exit at...
1: Yeah, man, we'll, we'll see if the Clippers. But, you know, I, I, I appreciate the 7% for the Suns. We can't count them out. They've got a lot going for them. They've moved the, the ruckus in Aiton out of the locker room. We'll see whether that is going to bite them in the butt or be a successful situation. But it's Kevin Durant. It's Devin Booker. It's Bradley Beal in a new situation. Like, you have to give them a little bit of credit because they're going to roll some teams this year.
0: Bro, the three of them could score ninety a night, and I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> it's just like that's how good they are, and that's like you know they get minimal production from everybody else. They're they're dropping one twenty a night. Dude,
1: we're gonna see we're gonna see a game where the Suns win like one twenty to one ten, where the three of them have ninety eight points, and they take like a hundred shots, and like everybody on their team is like two for nine, you know, three for seven on their shots, and then they're like fifteen for twenty. You know what one I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that team is an anomaly and it's going to be really interesting to see what they can do in that Western conference this year.
0: Yeah, man. But I feel like, you know, there definitely should have been, you know, the Lakers in there. There definitely should have been, you know, some, some golden state talk. Cause they still got Steph Curry. Yeah. They've got the potential to add a guy like Dwight Howard, who I think is like really a key missing piece for them on defense. They need that size. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so I think that, like, you know, they got it decently right. But, man, some of these GMs, like, they must be smoking some peyote. (laughs) Because to put Wemby ahead of Giannis in the who would you want to build around? Look, man, I get it. He's this unicorn freak. We all think he's going to be. Can we at least see him one year in the NBA? Can we at least make sure that he's not going to be injury prone? Can we at least see him dominate NBA players before saying that he's going to be better than Giannis? Like, I was listening to some guy saying, like, he is definitively going to be a better offensive player than Giannis is. Mm. Absolutely, unequivocally, unquestionably.
1: The potential's there, well, sure, but let him play. I'm with uh-oh. you, Matt. Yeah, yeah, and Giannis is an
0: unstoppable <laughs> force who averages 30 a game, and I understand he may not be a closer. He can't, you know, at the end of a game, you can, you know, force the ball out of his hands. You can foul him. I think that's more of a mental block. I hopefully like I thought he right. overcame it with the finals, but it's back. Um so I don't know, but like can we at least see Wemby in the NBA before putting him as the second player that you'd want to start your franchise with? Look. Behind Nikola Jokic, who is probably number one or number two on most people's NBA power rankings as players.
1: All these GMs who voted for Wemby just wanna be able to next year say, huh, see I knew I knew. And it's like, guys, the, these are some, some of these GM are the same people that are voting for Jokic now going, I always believed in Nikola Jokic as the best. Like, stop it. Pay attention. But yeah, I'm glad at least Jokic is at the top there because when you look at what he is able to do, when you think about the player that he is on the court, he has a case for being the greatest player of all time if he could keep this up for 10 years and make finals in all of those times. Statistically speaking... He is one of the greatest players of all time. He is an insane anomaly. The impact on the court. Yeah, like, so at least some people are paying attention to Jokic finally, because that man is a monster.
0: Oh, man, absolutely. And, the like, the other issue that I take with Wemby being second is, like, we know Luke is a dominant player, and he dragged a sorry-ass, you know, Dallas Mavericks oh, yeah. team to the Western Conference Finals. Like... Anthony Edwards being ahead of Jason Tatum is a little weird for me. Being ahead of a guy like Steph Curry, I get it because he's younger. That makes sense. But, like, I don't know. Anthony Edwards is is fantastic, and he looked great at FIBA. But, like, Dennis Schroeder was the MVP.
1: So, like, what are we, like, why aren't we taking Dennis Schroeder here? This is the, this, this is the same conversation as the Wemby people. These are people who are looking at Anthony Edwards and going, he's the guy right now he's the face he's the american golden boy that we got to pick that's gonna you know take over and do good things because you know they tried it with carl Car- anthony towns once and it didn't go well for him but
0: uh, that's life bro the fact that he was the 2015 16 16 17 uh, consensus player for the gm polls like just kind of shows you how how obnoxious these are
1: self-proclaimed greatest yeah. shooter of all time big man bro so, in yeah. the
0: middle of one of the most dominant runs of any player in nba history and lebron james going to 10 straight finals and at the beginning of steph curry becoming steph curry yeah they chose carl anthony towns guys yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like I could run a team better than some of these guys. These guys are always, like, rooted in the past, and which is, like, you know, fine. Past performance is is a great indicator of future performance. But you know what else you got to look for? You got to look for anomalies. You got to look for the cutting edge. Because if you're not on the cutting edge, you're getting left behind. And that's what happens to a lot of these teams, and that's why, like, teams like Golden State, teams like, you know, Denver, that's why they're ahead of the curve, man. Because... They see what they see and they they go for it. They played into this. They had Yusuf Nurkic and Jokic, and they chose correctly. How many GMs would have made that mistake? Being you know Nurkic was a higher draft pick. And this is how many teams would have made that mistake. That's
1: it, right? And this is the volatility of that job, the situation as well. Like I can sit here and and say all I want about doing this and that, but I haven't made that choice. I haven't been wrong about this. The inner demons that I'm sure some of these GMs have to go through, but like let's not just separate this as a game of basketball. There's all this other stuff going on the back end and these guys have to make these decisions. There's a reason why, you know, there's an executive, you know, of the year award because some of them that are willing to make those plays a la Masai Ujiri in 2019 with Kawhi, yeah. it pays off, it pays off.
0: Massive. Yeah. So, man, I, I love it. Um, Preseason's back. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about the rest of the preseason
1: there's not much to uh, say you know we had some we had some games you know luca looked great over in abu dhabi uh obviously um anthony edwards looked pretty good as well zion apparently showed up played some good minutes and looks healthy so you know we can dream but i don't want to get matt's hopes up he's had too many hopes the past couple of years for him and that team <laughs>
0: buddy see this is this is the thing i'll bring it back to the GM right <laughs> zion should have been this kind of player like you know at the top of the list you know for every gm when you're starting a team but they let him play a season before they put him up there they saw that he was injury prone and they've kept him off the list ever since espn ranked him in the 40s as an nba player i'm sorry if zion williamson is healthy he's a top 10 nba player you can't argue with me like you can't that's Um, true
1: yeah
0: i just and like he might be closer to five than he is to 10 when fully healthy he just gotta stay healthy. Apparently, he slimmed down. He does look good. He's bouncy. Paolo Bank Carroll though absolutely roasted him on that dunk, so his defense isn't getting any better. But man, don't talk to me about Zion. I'm just. I'm oh, sorry. I'm gotta... oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. We'll
1: we'll we'll move away. You know we'll come back before actual games start in two weeks. We'll set the stage on how we're feeling about this and that. No need to break anything else. So why don't we wrap up this episode, Matt? Let's do some football takes. You know, last football take for me of the year because once basketball's here, Matt knows where my singular focus goes to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, you want to lead or shall I start? Hear it.
0: No, no, let's hear it, man. Let's hear the okay. football
1: take. Okay, so uh, I still don't respect the Washington no-names. I don't like their team name. You can go back on this podcast and hear me ripping about it. So I'm looking at their game against the Falcons and I see them just falling flat. And I want to I wanna see a W for this Falcons team. So that's my call this weekend.
0: Maybe B. John Robinson, so sick. They got a good shot at winning this game, the the Falcons, too. Just Desmond Ritter kind of sucks. So Like, it's a toss-up, man. Uh, Sam Howell's not much better.
1: I, I don't want to um, go for a freebie, all right? I got to have it be a little bit of a hope bit here.
0: No, obviously, you, you don't want to go with the freebies, you know? Like, you don't want to do the the Kansas City over Denver pick. That's too easy. Yeah. Or the, the San Francisco over the Browns pick, you know, again. I'm going to go with, like, what should be a toss-up, but I think the Raiders are going to absolutely destroy the Patriots. The Patriots have gotten blown out in back-to-back games. Mac Jones looks absolutely atrocious. And Bill Belichick is going to lose his job at the end of the year. That's just the way I see it. Well, because he's, he he's standing.
1: Well, isn't he standing behind Mac Jones? Like, he's just fully with him at this point?
0: I guess. Uh, he's kind of stuck.
1: Oh, no. Like,
0: man, Bailey Zappi is not an NFL quarterback, and... Mac Jones probably True. a backup. True. It's like, what do you got? Yeah. And like, it's funny though, because like a lot of people argue like Mac Jones with San Francisco would be Brock Purdy.
1: He might be, but you never know. This is this is the classic what if scenario that people love to bring up. But there we go. Two hot takes. We'll see what can happen. Anything else this week, my friend? Nah, man, you're good to wrap us up. Perfect. Thanks everybody for being here. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at the Board Sports. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. Check out theboardsports.net for new episodes and blog posts
0: and we'll talk to you next time.